we weren't built for the male gaze okay like we were like first of all i like to say this my pleasure is for me and you get to be so lucky enough that you get to enjoy it with me it's not here to serve you it's not here to be there for you it is there for me and you should be so lucky that i let you partake and <laughs> in that enjoyment you are listening to unapologetically mommyhood where we talk the real behind the scenes of mommyhood and business through the eyes and experiences of other moms in business first we are moms yes but we are also women bosses and humans here we support moms on being confident authentic and most of all unapologetic to who they are the good the bad and the ugly our identity isn't tied to just being a mom because we are so much more welcome to the mommyhood this episode is sponsored by thrive after nine a community and support system for moms who are coaches consultants and entrepreneurs supporting each other in a positive safe judgment-free zone of other like-minded women getting things done to thrive in your home and business. To find out more, go to www.thriveafternine.com. Hello, 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 and welcome to Unapologetically Mommyhood, where we talk mommyhood and business unapologetically while we're embracing who you are as not just a mom, but as a human, because mommyhood is real. It's not all the giggles and cuddles that you see all over the internet. And sometimes that ish hits the fan. And sometimes we mean literally. And we have our breakdown, Ugly Cries too. So again, welcome to the mommyhood. Now, if you remember, we are here in the month of self-love where we're touching on different topics of loving yourself as a woman, a human, and a mom. And today we have something really, really great for you. We have the owner of Self Love Story, Amelia Fortes, and she is a former Wall Street VP computer engineer turned world traveling digital nomad. She's a certified hypnotherapist, hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and self love coach. And she helps people transform their dating madness into romantic magic. And their career direction, you're going to find the ideal career direction and up-level your money in abundance. But today, we are talking something else. We are talking about mommies being able to be sexy too. So come on, let me go ahead and help me welcome Amelia in. Hello, Amelia. How are you? How you doing today? <laughs> Hi, Kamisha. Thank you so much for having me. What a great show. I'm really excited for this conversation tonight. Me too. I'm excited. <laughs> like I'm like out here happy because I'm like, what I've found and what I've talked to so many moms about is that when you become a mom, people see you as a mom. It's like, you're no longer anything else. But I'm like, well, what was I before I was a mom? And did that change? Like, did all of that just go away? Everything else, all my accomplishments, everything I was before, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm so excited about this topic. But first, before we even get started, I just want you to let everyone know why self-love, why feminine sexuality, why did you go that direction? I mean, to me, self-love is the absolute necessary must-have ingredient to really create everything you want in life, not just from a goal perspective, but from a peace of mind, happiness, sense of success and fulfillment perspective. Because it's far too easy to create money, career, all of these things with still like an empty cup. Um, and so I feel like self-love is the thing that you fill that cup with and you can give from your overflow to the people you love, to your career, to the community around you, to all of the things. And feminine sexuality, I mean, why not? We all come from feminine sexuality, no matter who you are or, or, or where you were born, we all come from it. And I feel like in a lot of societies, it is shamed and it is deeply deeply misunderstood and we lose touch with it which makes no sense to me because we all come from it and it should be celebrated so that that's why that and i'm so glad we're here for this topic because it's like 
one of my favorite ones ever. <laughs> yes. And I like what you said, like everyone comes from it, right? But it's like, once you bring something here that's out of your body, it's like, uh-oh, no more. Stop that. <laughs> like you got, It's like you have to go under a rock and hide. It, it, it makes no sense, like you said. So let's go ahead and hop into this topic because I'm excited and I do have my notes. You know, I have to keep my notes. So <laughs> to make sure we hit all, we got to hit yeah, all the bullet points. We got to get all the good <laughs> stuff. Yeah. So um, the biggest thing is what I said before about them saying like, you can't do anything else. You can't be anything more than a mom when um, you hear people say, you're a mom. You can't dress like that. You're a mom. You shouldn't be dancing like that. You're a mom. Put on long sleeves and a turtleneck, uh, long pants. <laughs> That's how you go out into the world, like nothing yeah. else. So let's... Um... And that makes no sense because yeah. how you think I became a mom? <laughs> how did I become a mom, right? And so it's like, wait, are you saying moms can't be sexy? Like, is that what you're saying? But what about before I was a mom? You were looking at me then. So what happened? Like, all of a sudden, it's like, no go. No, but but can we, though? You know what I mean? I like to think that after we have a baby, and I like to think I'm still, you know, can turn a head or two. You know what I mean? Like, come on, people. <laughs> so let's, let's, all talk about, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the stigma of, hey, your mom now just shut the world down. You know what I mean? What, yeah. you know, what, what does that stem from? Like, why, and moms kind of believe that it's, as well. It doesn't just come from the men. It comes from the moms themselves. Like, oh, I'm a mom now. Okay, straight path, nothing else. Well, I, we're going to get real deep right away with that question, okay? Um, feminine sexuality is is pure power. It's pure life force. And it's no secret that power is, is – people are scared of power. People are scared of pure energy. People are scared of their greatness. And feminine sexuality is all of those things. It's it's It makes no sense, but that's kind of how it is. Like if you think about – a sexy woman or even just sex in general, there's such a, a rush of chemicals, oxytocin, dopamine, and feelings and emotions and desires. And um, in order, you know, to even orgasm or climax, you have to be out of control. And a lot of times people don't like to feel out of control. People like to know what, with certainty what's happening, what's going on. And, um, yeah, so so I think that's why it's there's such a stigma around it. I mean, and we can go way, way back to to like just plain old misogyny, patriarchy, supremacy, like all of those things trying to shut down the natural yummy magic juiciness of what it means to be a human being here on planet earth you know uh, our bodies were created for pleasure our bodies were created to procreate if it was just made to be baby makers then i mean we wouldn't also feel pleasure with it so there's got to be a reason why why feminine sexuality feels so good and why it feels so powerful and people are just afraid of that so there's this huge stigma around it I love exactly what you just said right there because I did actually write write down, let's talk about the power and that feeling of being free and how do you create that freedom so that you're like, okay, after I become a mom, how do I stay free? You know what I mean? Like, how do I keep that freedom as well and not kind of shut down and become this one one-sided figure like i'm no longer anything else so what are some of the ways that you could create and keep or keep that freedom that's such a good question i think the first step to any kind of change or transformation really is awareness right so having the awareness that wait a second i'm not just a mom i'm a woman i'm a daughter i'm a i'm a wife or you know, a partner, a spouse, I am a career woman, whatever, whoever you are, you're so much more than just a mom. And yes, of course, your mom role is very important and is a priority, but 
we sometimes forget it, which is which is normal, right? Regardless of what you do, anytime you're doing something that takes up a lot of time, whether it's a new job or a new relationship or you're moving to a new home and there's a big change in your life, yes, that will take up a lot of time. Like having a baby is a huge change in your life and that takes up a lot of time and energy. So it is natural and easy to get caught up in in the new role or the new the new thing that you're transitioning into but there's got to be that moment of awareness where you're like wait a second i'm not just a mom i'm not just a wife i'm a woman i'm a human being i'm i'm so much more i i i am a person that also has hopes and dreams and desires and things that i like to do and friends and places that i want to go and i feel like we have this belief system that we have to check that we have to give up all of that but you know what we we don't and not not only do we not have to give up all that we absolutely shouldn't because our children are then learning their own agency, their own sovereignty, their own ability to receive and experience pleasure and love and excitement and success and fulfillment and happiness. They're all learning that by watching us and how we're doing it. So if your children are growing up watching their mother, you know, always be busy and always be working and not be thinking about herself, they're gonna be subconsciously learning to not think about themselves too and to be this martyr or or whatever. So it's it's important one for you as a human being but then also for your children because they're learning happiness and pleasure through you. They're learning how to criticize themselves or not criticize themselves through you if they're watching their mother being tired and having negative self-talk all the time, they're going to internalize and learn that. So not only are they going to learn that for themselves, that internalization part is also key because if they're witnessing their mother always having negative self-talk about themselves, that their child brain is going to be like, why does my mommy think like this? Maybe maybe I am bad too. Mm-hmm. And that that's just how the child brain works. So it is important for us as mothers, as parents, as adults to be our most free expressed self and to go for our hopes and dreams too, because that's how our children are learning how to go for their hopes and dreams and how to be their best expressed self. You can't tell your kid, oh, be your best self, and then you're not being your best self, you know, or at least trying. So it's it's important on so many levels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I like that you brought up that your children mirror you. So it's like you are setting the example, and if you're only doing those things that you said that could be positive in the moment, but also a negative because the children are only seeing you do for others and not yourself. So I love that you brought that up because that's a great point because it's if you're always thinking about your children, think about your children in that fashion that they're doing what they see you do. So and if they're modeling after you, you want to set that good example. And one of those good examples is yourself, self-love, taking care of you too as well. So I love that. I love how you put that. Um, one of the things um, when it comes to the women and feminine sexuality, I find that there is two ends of the spectrum, right? There's two ways, right? And so I wanted to say, so you're a mom now, you shouldn't do that. Or you're a mom now, but can I still see you're sexy, right? So this is coming from your significant other. You're a mom now, you shouldn't do those things anymore. You're a mom. Or you're a mom now, but I still want to see you're sexy. Like, where is that at? What happened to that? So let's talk about that a little bit, how... We have some of the men that kind of shut it all down, like, uh uh-uh, you're a mom now. And then on the other side, we have some of the men that are like, wait a minute, like, I know you're a mom, but I got with you because of this, and I don't see any of that anymore. Can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting that both sides of the spectrum still include, like, you're a mom now, but, you know, it's like... It's not an either or, it's a both and, you know, I'm a woman, I'm a human, I'm a sexual being, I am all of these things. And so it's just interesting, like the, the way people think. And it's not anyone's fault other than like, well, I, whoever started this way of thinking and then it trickled down because I don't think the two should even be separate 
it's it's a both and you know so both of those ends of the spectrum kind of annoy me <laughs> okay let's talk about it how does it annoy you let's talk about it well what do you mean you're a mom but so now you can't like how did i become a mom did i get on top of myself and like like you know there was pleasure there was sexiness there was all kinds of stuff yeah. you know um at least for the most part right obviously people become mothers in many different ways but we're talking specifically about feminine sexuality so i don't like when i don't like when sexuality gets shut down at all i think it is criminal i think it should never be done i think everyone every human should embrace their sexuality and sensuality loudly and proudly. And I think the more people can do that, I think a big reason for a lot of problems in the world is because of sexual repression. So I think we should all be sexually expressed openly without shame. Um, and that whole, you're a mom now, so don't, like, don't do that. No, no, no. Let's, like, don't do it to yourself. Don't let your husband do it to you. Don't let your friends do it to you. Don't let society do it to you. You get to be sexy. You are all that and a bag of chips and you know it and you get to be that. Mm. Now, the other side of the spectrum, you're a mom now, so where is it? I mean, as as your partner, they should be encouraging you to bring it out maybe 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 that situation is where the the woman has shut it down within herself because of society you know and so i don't know i didn't like that that other end of the spectrum because it sounded still a little like blamey when it's like if you want your woman or your partner to open up sexually you have to encourage that not from a place of like where is it you know like we weren't built for the male gaze okay like we were like first of all i like to say this my pleasure is for me and you get to be so lucky enough that you get to enjoy it with me it's not here to serve you it's not here to be there for you it is there for me and you should be so lucky that i let you partake and <laughs> in that enjoyment I love that. So, no, like, for me like, you just get to be a bypass like bypass you know what I mean? But when you said that, that was one of the things that um, was on my list, believe me, but we're going to go ahead and talk about it now because it's flowing right into it. How can um, your significant other, your husband or significant other encourage you to embrace your feminine sexuality? So this, this tip is for the men. Tell them how they can help how can they help encourage the feminine mm -hmm. sexuality instead of being like you said blamey well what happened to it not that but how can you help encourage it i so love this question because i have so much yummy juiciness for this question okay so let's just talk basics of masculine and feminine energy right you can think of feminine energy as the flower and you could think of masculine energy as the bee right feminine energy is is flowering it's open it's beautiful it's sensual it's curvy it's fragrant it's aesthetically pleasing it's just this soft open energy and receptive right and then that bee that goes to pollinate it and get the nectar is direct it's penetrative it, it's it's um seeking its goal it's paying attention and going for its goal so the feminine seeks attention the feminine is hungry and starving for attention men out there i'm sure this rings true probably one of the most common things that your woman is complaining about is lack of attention okay so first and foremost it's attention and it doesn't have to be this extravagant attention like don't underestimate the the simplicity of like you changed your hair today there's a little something different what'd you do or oh that's a new outfit is that a new belt like 
the feminine craves attention and adoration. So if you can just use your masculine energy to focus and beeline your attention on the feminine, she will feel wonderful. She will feel free. She will feel permission. And I know as I'm saying this, some of you are probably like, wait, that's kind of true. And that's kind of why too, even like during the dating and courting phase, um, it works so well because oftentimes when we're still just getting to know each other, you know, the masculine energy is often paying a lot of attention. And then once you kind of get comfortable in your partnerships, um, we kind of stop paying attention to our feminine partners. And they're over there, you know, working as a mom, taking care of the kids, wiping butts and going to work and all of these things, starving, literally starving for your attention. And the masculine, that's what the masculine is good at, that penetrative, focused, laser focused attention. And even if you think about sex, you know, you've got the the penetrative attention and then the open flowering, right? So if you want your woman to open and flower into her feminine sexuality, you have to be that pristine, focused, laser, penetrative, loving, adoring attention on her. Oh, even just saying it is just so sexy. So yeah, if, if you feel that she's not in her groove back, I mean, you might want to look at the attention you're paying or not paying to her. And, and back to your example of like, oh, you're a mom now, but where's the sexy? So even the attitude of that, it's not penetrative, adoring, pristine attention versus, you know, you haven't worn that dress that I like. Remember that dress? on our first date or no, whatever, you know, just something that pays attention. Oh, that could make any, any feminine woman happy. <laughs> yeah. I like this. And I like what you're saying because it is the energy that he's giving off as well. The energy of, okay, you know, I want to see you in this, like I miss this versus what's going on. Why are you, what's this? So it goes from, Hey, positive attention to, Hey, like, what are you doing? Which is negative attention. So that that's amazing. And when we're talking about the energy given from someone else, what about your own energy? Let's talk about the confidence and the authenticity Mm -hmm. to who you are. So on the confidence side, let's start there with confidence. Um, what are some ways, you know, that a mom, especially, when they have these stigmas of snapping back and different things that you know you see on the internet, I think your body is amazing and it changes for the good. Once you have a child, like your body just did an amazing thing for one, <laughs> and then it continues to do amazing things afterwards to still care for your child. So, what are some ways that mom moms can, you know, focus on their confidence, keep their confidence up, even though society and things that you see out there put negative thoughts in your mind, even if words are not being said? I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head with that last statement. It, it is society. It is media that is perpetuating these negative trains of thought. And so, like, again to make any change, the very first step is always awareness. So those of you watching this, those of you listening, just start to have an awareness that that societal thing that they're telling you of like, oh, you should snap back or, you know, now you have stretch marks and they're ugly. It's it's a lie, you know, start being aware of, start believing and recognizing that that's all a lie. It's all an illusion that you, your body, like, like you just said, Kavisha did such an amazing thing. And you know, this whole, like, let's talk about like skinny culture and fat shaming and body shaming. Like, let's just cancel all of that. Right. Mm. And here's like something that you can do that's very practical. And it's like, stop following like influencers or people that keep reminding you of what you don't have and what you, you know, and of those that keep perpetuating those negative ways of thinking, you know, start following body positive, mommy positive, sex positive, self-love positive people who not only think like you, but who also look like you or who also look like a variety of people. I'm telling you my self-love and confidence went through the roof when I stopped following like 
only the tall, blonde, skinny, you know, white women that I look nothing like, you know, and of course, it's nothing against that type of woman. But that is the type of woman that's been glorified for centuries in the media. And so people who look like me, people who look like you, people who look differently than what society is saying is the only way to beauty will subconsciously feel like crap about themselves. So start following women who sh shamelessly show their stretch marks and their postpartum bellies and all of that, you know, start normalizing all of that. And then like in your social media and in the media you consume, I make it a point to watch shows that are more diverse because growing up, all I all I saw, it was predominantly white and like people that didn't look like me, people that didn't sound like me or think like me, people that didn't come from my culture. And so what that does, it's something called symbolic annihilation. And what symbolic annihilation is, is that if you don't see yourself represented in the media, you will subconsciously have the belief that you must somehow not be important and that you must somehow not matter and that who you are is wrong, you know? And that's why like this show is so important. Like if you're watching this show, share this show with everyone because there's such a, like it's, it's, it's the type of content we need. It's the type of content we deserve. Not that pre-packaged, you know, off the shelf, like in a can type stuff. So it first starts with the media you're consuming and then how you're speaking to yourself at home. You know, notice how you're talking to yourself when you're naked in the shower or when you're in the dressing room and trying on clothes. Notice if you're shaming yourself for needing to buy bigger sizes now because you literally just pushed a baby out of you. Like it just it just blows my mind that that we have this societal thinking that we should somehow be so a way that we're just not naturally, you know, like who, who snaps back the next day. And if people do snap back the next day, it shouldn't be glorified. It should just be another representation of what can happen. So yeah, media, what you watch, what you consume, make sure you're surrounded by and watching people who look and think like you so that you can feel like you belong, you can feel included. Um, and then watch how you talk to yourself at home. And also because your kids are watching how you're talking to yourself. So if you want them to learn positive self-talk, you've got you've to be the, the leader and the role model there. I love that. And I wanted to also add, you know, um, pay attention to the way you're thinking as well. Cause thinking yes. is the same thing as talking because you can still hear yourself. Right. So, yes. and we think more than we speak. So definitely you know, pay well attention of how you're speaking to yourself. And I love what you said, especially the part where you're like, Oh my God, I have to go and buy bigger clothes. Maybe you do, maybe you don't, but it doesn't even matter because eventually if you want to, get back to your original size you can you know it's not like you're stuck there so yeah. i love what you said like love yourself for the person you are in that moment especially yeah. right after having a child or even if it's a year or two years later like those first those first years you be you're just going 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 you know what i mean so don't be hard on yourself i love that and then as we're moving um, from confidence to the other part, the authenticity of what if the mom and her authentic self is not okay with her feminine sexuality? What are some ways she can begin to embrace it? Oh, that's such a good question as well. Um, so one of the best ways to start is to start having a practice of getting into your body. And what I mean by that is just start being aware of how your body is feeling at various times in the day and like start paying attention to her, you know, um, or, or whatever pronouns you use for your body. I use she, her pronouns for my body um, and like, like just touching. It doesn't have to be sexual. It's just like, okay, I, I like, so I, I do sensual movement practice um, with myself, with my clients. And a lot of times my clients will be like, oh, wow, 
I I forgot about my hips, you know, and somehow just even like touching my hips and swirling them around a little bit. I'm like, oh, okay, there they are. Like, hello. You know, I think especially when we become moms or we become really, really busy, we kind of operate mostly from our head and we're just go, 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 go. And we kind of forget about our bodies. We forget about our bellies, about our pelvises, about our legs, all of these things. And just dropping into your body can start to stir up some sensation there because of awareness. And remember, the feminine likes attention. So when you're paying attention to your body, your body can then start to come alive again and be like, oh, okay, she's paying attention to me. Hi, cool. And start opening up and they'll they'll start to slowly but surely bring sensation back into the body and awareness. And with that sensation and awareness can then come feelings and pleasure, and then that can continue to escalate from there. But oftentimes, if someone is feeling very disconnected from their sensuality and sexuality, it's because they're they're very disconnected from their bodies, and they're operating mostly from their head, and they're just like thinking about their to-do list, about the calendar, about where the kids got to go, you know, the immunizations, the thing, like what, what, what my husband has to eat, like what to, you know, all of these things, we're just op, like, it's like we're not just gerbils or hamsters running in our head. We're like a whole body here and we just forget about everything from the neck down. So a great way to start is to just start having a slow awareness of your body. Like even if while you're sitting at work or, you know, while you're waiting for the tea, the, the warm water to get hot or the water to boil, just, you know, start like slowly like touching yourself and being like, oh, hi, hello, here I am. <laughs> I'm alive. I'm here. I'm in my body. Uh, that's a great way to start. I would say it's very simple, but that's kind of where you go from there. <laughs> okay. So when you were saying that, I was just smiling because I'm like, oh my God, like really, like you don't, you don't think to do those things and um, you call it a sensual movement practice, right? And so is that what you mean by just, you know, touching different parts, even if it's not sexual, just to you know, say, okay, that's what, what it feels like. And also your body is like waking up and saying, okay, oh, that's what that feels like even to be touched by yourself, you know, just, you know, becoming kind of one with your body. Um, it's, it's interesting, <laughs> you know, cause I feel like we don't walk around thinking about that or thinking about doing that until, you hear someone say, oh, you should try this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and so, you you know, you were saying, what do I mean by sensual movement? Yes, it starts there with the sensual touching and the awareness. But then eventually it's like in movement. And by sensual movement, I just mean moving your body in a way that feels good without worrying about how it looks or anything. And my thing that I like to say is if it feels good, it looks good. But you know what? It doesn't even matter how it looks because it's about how it feels. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can do it in silence, like a moving meditation, you know, just start like rolling your head around and rolling your neck and then maybe your arms start moving and then maybe your hips start moving. Hey, so I'm interrupting this video to tell you about this really amazing community where moms are supporting moms in a really genuine way to be a support system in not just your life, but in your home and in your business. What's better than being with a group of like-minded women who really care about you and your success? We're talking personal development, business development, co-working, networking, and just support. we where we meet you where you are. That's a good one too. For me, I like to play sensual music, music that makes my body feel alive. And notice how I say that makes my body feel alive because I've come to learn that sometimes my body likes music that's different than what my head likes, you know? And there's certainly music that's good for your head, like, maybe music that you like the lyrics or you like the artist or you like you know the history behind the song but then there's music that your body likes mm -hmm. and if any of you have gone out dancing or anything or you know maybe like if, even if you haven't maybe a good practice would be i like to call it music tasting you know go on your spotify or whatever and and play some songs that you think you might like but like just close your eyes and kind of like sw start swaying your body a little bit and at, like tried some different songs and you'll know when there's a song that's like 
okay, my body really likes this. Like it's moving its chest. It's moving the hips. It's like it's it's and you'll know that your body likes it because you'll easily drop out of your head and into your body. So when I say sensual movement, yes, it does start with the awareness first, then the touching, and then eventually you'll really start moving and and doing some, you know, a lot more provocative movements if your body wants to, but you know, you kind of follow your body's lead, do what your body wants to do, not what your head thinks it should do. There's a, there's a significant difference between the two for sure. I like that. And (laughs) when you talked about the sensual movement and moving into it, um, it brought up one of the questions when I was, I was going to say, you know, what, what is a way that a mom can be okay with sexy even if she's not feeling like she is. And I feel like this, what you said is a great way for her to start, like a great way for her to start in starting with herself and becoming, you know, one with her body. I feel like that's a great way to start. It's a great way to start because it doesn't have to be fancy. I mean, you could be totally mommy brain, messy bun, you know, in your robe, rushing. And like, maybe there's a moment when you're rushing from one room to the another or one agenda item to another and you're like wait a second let me just you know feel your breasts feel your tummy feel your hips and just kind of like okay or maybe you can put on a song and just kind of be like all right you know and maybe your kids will know like okay it's it's mommy's sensual time you know like the oh the the song the playlist is on maybe you have your sensual playlist and everyone in the household kind of knows and it doesn't have to be anything fancy you don't have to wear anything special or anything like that you can just start moving your body at any moment no matter how you look maybe you haven't even washed your face and brushed your teeth yet but you can kind of still do like a little you know <laughs> something and see even with me doing it like I I have such a practice with it that like when I touch my body my body's like yes I'm alive you know and and yeah don't don't be afraid of that that's a great place to start because you can do it anytime anywhere you can do it in the car you know it can anywhere really it's super easy because I know moms are busy (laughs) there we go sorry that is a perfect way to start I think it's a great way to start because moms are busy right And because moms are busy, being able to do something that can happen at any moment when you have a free moment, you could be washing dishes, loading the dishwasher, doing some laundry. And in that free two to three minutes, five minutes or whatever, you can practice this. And it's something that you do on your own, like no one else is involved. So there's no excuse to why you can't do it because it's only you and your body. (laughs) I love that you give the example. I love that you gave the examples of dishwashing and doing the laundry because I literally just had a, a, like a thought, you know, yeah, you could be washing the dishes and then just feel how the water feels running down your hands, you know, and how the dishes feel beneath you. You know, it gets a little erotic kind of, right? But it's kind of like, okay, like, and then you could start swaying your shoulders, swaying your hips. And next thing you know, you're actually having a good time doing something that's, you know, seemingly mundane and kind of like, I mean, who loves doing dishes? Like nobody. I mean, I don't know who does. (laughs) Or like, you know, and I think of like laundry or there's also that trend like on TikTok or something where people are playing the Beyonce song and they're doing something normal. And then they just start like, you know, doing that. Like, So I just imagine like folding clothes and playing like sensual music and like, you know, sticking your booty out a little bit and just being like, yes, I'm going to make some fold and laundry sexy. And kind of back to that point of like, oh, you're a mom. Where's your sexy? Be like right here, daddy. I'm folding my laundry with my booty poking out and I'm playing my music and I'm feeling like the texture of the clothing, you know, I mean, you can make like life is a sensual pleasure party. You can you can feel it anywhere. You can go for a walk and feel it. You can go in your car and feel the texture of the seat, of the dashboard. You know, even when you're waiting to pick your kids up from school, you can kind of like touch the radio. Like, you know, there's like, be creative, make everything a sensual pleasure party. And next thing you know, you'll start getting back into your body and, and like feeling feeling frisky again. <laughs> yeah, and it'll probably start being second nature and you'll be having to catch yourself at places if you want to catch yourself. You know what I mean? Be like, want oh, to, exactly. at the grocery store, you just break out and you're like, oh, sorry <laughs> wait a minute like, I know, at the grocery store. store you're like you're like smelling an apple to see which one you want to buy and you're like 
<laughs> no, but that's like, that's, that's the goal. That's the dream. You know, there's no shame in that. Right. And if people want to feel some type of way about it, they can feel some type of way about it. Um, but you know, within your comfort zone, right. With, or within your boundaries, right. You know, we don't want to yeah. be Straddling fruit stands everywhere. <laughs> no, of course not. Or maybe we don't, we do. we I don't wanna, know. Maybe we that's don't, we want to be comfortable. We don't want to make people other people uncomfortable, even though it's like get over it. Like don't look, close your eyes, walk away, whatever. No. <laughs> exactly. So, um, one of the things I did want to um bring, um, we discussed it a little bit, was your um your Instagram videos. I was all there, I was like, oh my god, like I want to do these things. <laughs> Okay, so hold on. Let me let me get over there. I want to play um, a cousin. Let me see. Okay, okay. So we have to come back here after that. I was like, if they don't let me play this sound. <laughs> oh, it didn't let you play the sound. <laughs> so come on, explain to us a little bit of what we just saw there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a clip of me at a pole dancing class. Um, but that's what I mean by sensual movement, you know. Obviously, you know, sometimes looking at that depending on your body or your your um abilities or your accessibility, you may or may not be able to do certain things. So I just want to say for the record, like if there's certain things that I was doing in that movement that you can't do, don't let that hold you back. Because like I said, if it feels good, it looks good. And it can simply like, you know, honestly, even watching uh, someone just like like, it's just like, you know, it doesn't have to be anything fancy, you know what I mean? And so that was really, you know, me enjoying the music and kind of escalating it up. You know, it kind of starts first with a little like of a, of a neck roll and maybe a little bit of a hip roll and just a little something, something. But then, I mean, y'all know anyone that has gone dancing, you know, when you hear your song, you're not trying to think about the choreography or anything. You're just like, that's my song. So, you know, those those clips right there is like those those bigger moments, right? But it can still be beautiful even if you just kind of like stroke your arm or do a little something and it kind of can then swirl up into a much bigger explosion of movement um, according to whatever your body is able to do. And whatever your body is able to do, like I said, if it feels good, it looks good. So yeah, what you were seeing there was um, some pretty big moments in my sensual movement practice for that particular evening. Um, also, you don't have to have a pole. You can you can do that type of movement without a pole. It is nice with a pole. You know, I definitely highly recommend pole dancing classes if it's within your resources, within your budget, within your availability. It's a great way to get into sensual movement, especially if you find a pole instructor who is really aligned with your body and how your body moves and the kind of music that you like. That particular class was actually taught by someone who I used to dance with like 15 years ago in the competitive collegiate dance industry. So it's someone who I've known for a long time. And so I felt very comfortable in his class. And it was it was so much fun, so much fun. And, and lighting, great lighting helps. Yeah. And a great outfit helps. You know, I love those thigh highs, those leg warmers. They make me feel so sexy. Um, I love those booty shorts. They make me feel good. But you don't have to wear booty shorts or leg warmers. You can wear, you know, I like to tell people when they come to my sensual movement classes, you know, wear something that makes your body feel good. It can be a long maxi dress. It can be a flowy skirt. It can be your favorite bra and panties like it can be full full long leggings and a full long sleeve but if it feels good on your body your body is going to be happy so sexy doesn't have to look any type of way your cheeks don't have to be hanging out just my body personally likes my cheeks hanging out if your body doesn't like that that's okay you can maybe sweats make you feel sexy um 
I think the a main thing I'm saying is redefine sexy for yourself. What makes you mm. feel sexy? What makes your body feel good? What textures do you like? And make it a point to to wear those things, and and your body will thank you, and your sexuality will thank you, yeah. and your everyone in your life will thank you. You'll thank you. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely comes back to you will thank you. And I like what you said, you know, like having fun and making sure you feel good, you know, so doing what's comfortable for you versus what you see someone else do. What's your comfortable? What's your sexy? What feels good to you? I love that because I'm a big advocate of doing what feels good to you in all parts of your life. And this is no different. Do what feels good for you so that you will participate in your feminine sexuality. If it doesn't feel good, you, you're not going to want to do it. So do what feels good to you. Okay, so you know that we have a time in the podcast where we do a tool and a tip. So I'm here to give you your tool for today. Because we are focusing on self-love and we're talking about self-love, I want to give you a simple tool that everybody has and that you might not use, right? So the tool that I want you to utilize for self-love is the health app in your phone. Whether you have an iPhone, whether you have an Android, if you have a, 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 a Samsung watch, a Galaxy watch, a Apple watch, whatever, a Fitbit, whatever tool you use, I want you to utilize it to the fullness. Your reminders to drink water, your reminders to get up and move your body, your reminders to go to sleep, right? Those are some things that are really important. And sometimes we're doing everything else that we forget about ourselves. So your tool for today is just to use something that you already have. And that's the health app in your phone or your watch or your uh, fitness tracker. And the reason I want you to use it is because I want to make sure you're getting properly hydrated. I want you to make sure that you're moving your body and I want you to make sure that you're getting enough sleep. And your health app can nudge you for those things. It has saved my life sometimes on hydration. Hydration. Sometimes, most of the time, I'm not going to say sometimes, I'll just be real and say most of the time, I forget to drink water. I forget to hydrate. So when it nudges me like, hey, have you drink some water? You should drink water. Hydration is very important, right? Your body is made of water. You need water, right? So tool of the day, your fitness app, your health app in your phone or the health app on your watch. Utilize it for better sleep, better hydration, better movement for your body. All right, now we're headed back over to the guest to get the tip of the day. Um, so I was going to ask you three ways that moms can bring their sexy back, but I think you've covered, <laughs> you've covered some ways that moms can bring their sexy back. So if you were to say like three top things, what are three, the three things, um, what we spoke about or what we haven't spoken about where moms can bring their sexy back? Yeah, I like I'm always going to say number one first step to any kind of change or transformation is awareness. You know, the fact that you're watching this, that you're listening to this, you know, you already have an awareness now, but continue to practice that awareness that you know, mommyhood and sexiness are not separate. You get to be both. You get to be all. You get to define sexiness on your own terms. So that's number one. Just have that awareness and, and do your best to not let media and society or your spouse or your kids, don't let anyone tell you otherwise or don't let anyone tell you what sexiness should mean to you. You are an, a beautiful, amazing sexual being and you, you always will be if you choose to be, right? If that's your choice. So that's number one, have an awareness, right? Number two, start dropping into your body by bringing that sensuality back. And I did mention, you know, the touch, but I also briefly mentioned smell, like like sen sensuality is that of and relating to the five senses. So music that is pleasing to you, fragrances that are pleasing to you, visuals that are pleasing to you, textures, clothing that's pleasing to you, 
touch that's pleasing to you, right? Tastes that are pleasing to you and try to find, start finding that pleasure in literally everything you do. Indulge yourself, you know, but the next strawberry you bite into, I want it to be, mm, this is the best strawberry ever, you know? So that's a number two thing, like um, start bringing sensuality back in all of the five senses that are pleasing to you. And you can start small. And I guess that's number three, right? It has nothing to do with time and space because sensuality and pleasure exists everywhere for you. So try to find ways to find sensuality and pleasure in everything you do. Maybe even the next time you call someone on your phone or you text someone, take a moment to hold your phone and feel the texture and be like, ooh, this, this is actually kind of smooth and kind of nice, you know? So I would say, yeah, those are the top three things. And, you know, rewatch and re-listen to this video, take notes, uh, reach out to me if you have questions, we can talk about it. It's one of my favorite, favorite things to do and talk about. So yeah, yeah those are my bottom lines. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And this has been such a fun conversation. It's been really, really great. <laughs> and it, you know, cause it's, it's a topic where, you know, moms kind of like, put it to the side or put it to the back. And it's like one of the last things that they are kind of focused on because they're focused on everybody else and everything else, you know, but it's very it be the important. First thing, though. Yeah. It should be top priority. <laughs> yes. Like your self-love and yourself and your feminine sexuality, it has not gone anywhere. It's still there. You just have to embrace it and let it back out. Like just because your mom doesn't mean it has to go away. This was a really great and fun conversation and one of the things that people need to know as we're coming to a close is people need to know where to find you. How can they find you out here? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, right here on the on the tags here is my handle for my Instagram. Instagram is a great way to reach out to me. I have all my links there for free and paid services and resources. Um, and my website is selflovecoach.com. It's the easiest way to reach me through selflovecoach.com or Instagram. All right. So you heard her. Her Instagram is right there. And go on her Instagram. Her Instagram is really amazing. Oh, thank <laughs> and you. you. <laughs> and you can also um, go to her website at selflovecoach.com. And as we're coming to a close, do you have anything that you thought you may have left out that you would absolutely want moms to know about being sexy, bringing their sexy back and embracing their feminine sexuality. Oh, yes. I, I just want to say, those of you watching, those of you listening, you are beautiful. You are loved. You are whole. You are complete. Please don't forget the wholeness of who you are, the sexiness of who you are. You deserve it. And also your children deserve to, to watch their mother in all her radiant glory, whatever that means to her. So make it a priority. This is not a last priority thing. Your sexuality, your sensuality, your self-love is number one. And then also Kamisha, this is such a good show. To all of you watching and listening, share this show with, with the mommies all around. It's so important. It's such a way to normalize the, the mommy experience. And I really love what you're doing. And I want to say to you, Kamisha, thank you so much for doing all this hard work to put this together. It's it's I know it's no small feat. I'm a content creator myself and everything that you do while being a mom and needing to transition the kids to your husband and, and do all of this and record late at night. It's so important. And everything you're doing you, Kamisha, and those of you watching and listening, everything you're doing is enough. Please, please, for the love of God, it is enough. You are enough. I love you all. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for everything you just said. And believe, moms, you are enough. And mm -hmm. this is the mommyhood. You've been listening and we've touched on a We didn't touch our business today because it wasn't about business, but we touched on a lot of mommyhood and life and self. And I want to see you back next time in the mommyhood. And if you're listening, join us back again next week in the mommyhood. Thank you for joining us. And you all have a great rest of your day or night whenever you're listening. Bye.